Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
and then Master Keys, she went down in, in flames, actually, in the quarterfinals. So what's your take on what's happened to the American women as far as the favorites, the quote-unquote stars, if you will, and why you may think they're having such a hard time or had such a hard time in, in, in Melbourne? Well, the easy answer is they're a hot fucking mess. That's all I got. <laughs> I, I, I missed it so much. I, I missed that whip, but, but I mean, really? Okay, so seriously. It's disappointing. Like, yeah. Venus, we don't hold her accountable for anything. She's 37 years mm. old. So mm-hmm. whatever she, whenever she plays <clears throat> from here on out, it's just a bonus. I was hoping that she would do better because she had such a great 2017, but again, she's 37 and she's in the top 10 in the world. So we're going to set that one aside. Yeah. Like that's just everything she does is a bonus. Sloan Stevens, (laughs) this bitch Uh has not won a match (laughs) since she raised that trophy at the U S open. She has not won one single match. I have no idea what's going on Damn. with her. Today, some funky pics came out. She did a Harper's Bazaar photo shoot. Like, girl, practice. <laughs> why are you Why are you doing this? Get on the court. Do you think she's, like, fat and happy off of that? Do you think she's, like, fat and happy? No, I mean, I don't think so. <clears throat> Honestly, Sloan okay. is, she's up and down. She's always been up and down. She very rarely sure backs up her success that's just not been her career but I think everybody expected her to back it up this time you win a grand slam you gotta right you gotta you you don't you don't not win one single match after that like that was last August anyone who pays attention to tennis knows there's not truly an off season so I I don't know what's going on with her It's, it's a mess um Coco I, I don't pay enough attention to Coco to know what's going on with her. All I know is she had, you know, like a Coco meltdown on court, something about a banana. I just, I don't even know. It's just really the What's women's up? game. <laughs> it's true. I, I can't even give you details because I genuinely don't know. But the women's game sure. across the board, across the whole world without Serena around is mm-hmm. just crazy because none of these girls, women, seem to be able to to understand <clears throat> how lucky they are to not have her around and right. to step up and do the damn thing. Like, I mean, yeah, Halep is number one in the world. She's in the final. Right. If she doesn't win, Zanaki. the sad truth is no one will be surprised because it's Halep. And she's already lost in two Grand Slam finals <laughs> from a winning position. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I, it's the, the WTA as a whole right now, to me, is just a mess. Muguruza should still be around. I just – Madison Keys had a nice run, you know. I'm not, she she sure. ran into a very informed Kerber. There's no shame in that. But, I, listen, I, I have no answers. And it's just Nothing. amazing because I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, to your point of people, people being lucky that Serena's not in it. I mean, hell, I, I would add to that that Serena not being in it kind of, and, and plus couple of that with the losses of the American women, uh, the favorites. 
it's like almost like who 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 would tune into the finals? I mean, it's like I mean, for those who are not hardcore, like I mean, seriously, for those who are not hardcore as yourself and many others, right? Who know about how? Who know about uh, Wasanaki? Um, what? It's, what did you call her? Be, Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, I mispronounced it. I hope you I hope Say I Say it again. I I, I want to laugh. Do it again. Okay, okay, okay. I'll make you laugh again. Oh yeah. That was Niaki. Oh, so I sound like better. a New Yorker. You know what I call I am her? A I call What? You are. I, I call Caroline Wozniacki the golden retriever because she's like this beautiful blonde that just chases down balls. That girl could get to anything, <laughs> anywhere, and she goes on and nice. on and on. You know, and you know what? She was number one in the world for a long time, and she never won a Grand Slam. Um, yeah. She very slightly leads the head-to-head against Caleb. I'm not going to get up in the middle of the night and watch it because it's like 3.30 in the morning for me. But, yeah, hey, this is yeah, her chance. She should she should jump at it because she's probably not going to get another one because we know that Serena's on her way back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of women are probably on the WTA are probably saying, "Damn." I mean, of course it's they like, are. You know, Serena's gonna be back. You know, Serena's gonna be back. You know, I mean, the fact that she won one of these tournaments, pregnant, <laughs> I mean, and they can't win at all. Everybody. Right? Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, it's like I mean, it's like that collective size, like. Here we go. Man. But I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, aside from you and other experts out there, who would give a damn about the finals? I mean, seriously, who well, would give a damn about listen, it? Listen, I mean, they actually both have pretty big fan bases. I just don't happen to be a part of either of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's probably it. going to be a good final, I think. Mm-hmm. It should be tight. Um, yep. I have no idea who's going to win. Either of them could win. Mm. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'll, I, I might catch it on the rerun. Probably not. I don't typically watch sports in delay mode. I don't like to see something where I already <laughs> know who's going to win. But, hey, right, well right. on them. We're going to have a, a first-time Grand Slam winner. And if nothing else, yeah. that's exciting. Well, that's you know it's it's amazing. You see, you hear about Halep and and I'm, I'm just gonna call it the Waz. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's like they've been around, but they haven't. I mean, they've both been, always been highly rated. Well, not always, but usually highly rated as far as ranking. And won a damn Grand Slam. It, it's just it's amazing that people. I mean, a lot a lot of people don't realize that this is going to be their first like Grand Slam tournament win. Even though sure. they've been around, even though they've been highly ranked, it's like wow! I didn't realize that they've 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 gone over to this point. So I guess someone has to win it. <laughs> someone yeah, has to win a grand slam. Yeah, yeah. Somebody gets a chance. Somebody gets a turn. I was really hoping it would be Venus, but hey. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Oh, well. Just like you said before, she's thirty-seven. She'll be thirty-eight this year. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh well, I mean at least she's pulling plug along. Speaking of plugging along, I know you're a big Federer fan. And looks I am. like he's gonna ease his way down the ease on his ass down the road to the final. Because you think he's so? gonna beat the hell out of that chunk. I think he's gonna beat you the hell out of that, so? that, that, that chunk dude. Think so. I, I think mean, he come on. He, 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 I think he drops his he, set. He, 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 well 
I mean, shit. I mean, <laughs> Charles is saying that's a upset. Listen, I mean, this is what I mean. I, I will not be getting up to watch that either because that's 3.30 this morning. So, you know, I'll be sleeping. Yes. But I'm right. going to be completely we'll honest with you. Federer is also old. He's 36. Um, yes. Chung is young. He's got a very good all-around game. I don't really expect him to trouble Federer for nothing. I he could. He he has the game too. He probably won't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to handle this moment. This is huge for him. He's never been here. And not only that he's never been here, he's playing Roger Federer, the face of, you know, mm-hmm. tennis for a lot of people. Um but right. if I wake up and he won, I'm not gonna be that surprised. I'm not. And I'm fine with that. Mm. It's time for the young guns to step up and quit letting all the grandpas of the tour rule everything. This is the natural progression of sports. The young people are supposed to come in and be better, and that's just not happening at all. What do you think that is? Um, there's a lot of reasons. I think the biggest reason is how much the game has changed. We don't see mm-hmm. a lot of the short points that we used to see. Tennis is um, a lot of long, hard, grinding rallies. I don't think people realize sure. how hard tennis is on your body. So when you play that style, like a Rafa Nadal-style game from the time that you are very, very young, you get plagued with injuries mm-hmm. early in your career. And that will, you know, mm-hmm. that sets you back. And Federer doesn't have that game at all. He doesn't have that grueling game. So that is part of the reason why he has been able to um, stay healthy. But, you know, what's funny I was thinking about earlier, um, people don't know much about Federer's training regime. He keeps it very secret. And when he practices in front of crowds, He's basically just out there hitting the ball. He's not putting in a full-on practice where is if you go watch Rafa, you see how he trains. You don't get that from Federer. And Federer always, the younger players on tour or uh, people from the challenger level that are about to make their way up into the pro um, level, to practice with mm-hmm. him and to hit with him. And I really think that they're excited because they're like, oh, my gosh, Roger Federer wants to hit with me. Yeah, he wants to hit with you so he can figure out your game so that when it's time for him to play you on tour, you're not really so new even if you've never played. And I don't see the other guys doing that. And I think it really benefits him. And he's done it for years. And mm. It's like, don't you all see what he's doing? Catch up. He's smart. <laughs> he is. Well, smart. how Belichickian of him. I mean, I mean, yeah. from a non-cheating perspective, obviously. I mean, he, just, <laughs> he brings him in. He's there. You know, I, I just imagine like a young, up-and-coming tennis player, Roger Federer just calls him or or, or, or texts him yeah. or whatever and say, hey, c- yeah. hey, come train with me. And he, yep. Of course, who, who wouldn't? Who, who would say no? Exactly. To that? I mean, exactly because people are thinking that they're, they're because they're going and thinking probably I can pick this dude's brain. And even though he may give you the the appearance that that he would allow you to do so, he's checking your game out. He said, "Well, let me see how this this uh, how this guy is. He's the up becoming. Let me just see how how he is. Because you know he's like the typical athlete who's I don't want to say holding on because he's playing well. Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely like not holding Brady. on. Yeah, yeah you I mean, know he, what he, he is. He's a he's a Tom Brady." 
He's a Serena Williams. He's a LeBron James. Mm-hmm. These are these are a group. We are so fortunate right now to be fans of sports because this is not how shit is supposed to work. It's not. These right. people are supposed <laughs> to be declining with age, and they're all getting better. They truly, genuinely are. I mean, I know that you're going to have your football talk later, but tell me, didn't you think, oh, my God, for the first time in 11 fucking billion years, we're not going to have the Patriots in the Super Bowl? And here comes fucking Tom Brady. I know. I was hoping. I mean, that's you know, right. It's like, when are the new people going to come? But when you have athletes like this that are just getting better and better, and it's like, when they're if their bodies don't break down and they're that good, I guess we just mm-hmm. need to sit back and enjoy it. I mean, that's where I am. Just I, you know, I was excited to think the Patriots aren't going to be in the Super Bowl, but damn, I'm like, can you not just wonder at Tom Brady? You have to appreciate he is, he's that. He's 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 the fucking greatest. He is he's the greatest. I mean, he yes. I, I, hey, look, I, I'm a Steelers fan, as you know. You tease me about. I know. I can't stand the <laughs> Patriots. I loathe them. I envy their success. I envy their coaching. I wish we had that type of coaching, but that's another pocket for another time. <laughs> the thing is, to watch them come from behind, you know, Omar Epps can't coach. I, I, I do realize that. But I, to see him come from behind against a team who I thought was better in Jacksonville, on paper anyway, and was playing mm-hmm. like it. And he was Tom Brady after Gronk went down, I'm, and, and, and I'm not trying to turn this to football center. I'm just trying to make the point to for him to do a lot with less over yeah. time. It's just amazing. Yeah. And, and, and 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 I think about that with Serena. I think about that with 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 with, with Federer. Be, I mean, because they're defying father time. You do not defy father time. He's undefeated and untied for a reason. And right. to see them keep doing it. To see Federer keep doing, to see Serena keep doing, it's just even Venus, thirty-seven years old. Yeah, and it's was pretty on the amazing. Verge of winning, yeah, and she was on the verge of winning the U.S. Open last year. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's just I got to a point just like you. I'm just enjoying it. I'm I'm fortunate. You have I mean, to. Lebr- I mean, LeBron. I mean, these guys, these 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 women, just amazing. So that's why you know I've been you know I've been hating on Fed for a long time. I, I thought that he <laughs> you can for hate many on years took want. advantage of a weak wrong. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he 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 just is. I mean, I I I, I just clowned him for many many years for so taking advantage of a weak ass draw, weak ass men's field for years before uh, uh, Djokovic came along, Nadal came along, and, and even to a certain extent Andy Murray. And now he's just still doing it. They don't, you know, they, those other three are out. <laughs> you know. And you know I what? Mean, I mean, Andy Murray just had a hip surgery. Rafa Nadal just retired yeah. from a match with an injury. That's right. Novak Djokovic yep. is acting like he can't bend his elbow. He probably masturbates too much, but that's you know neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I mean, and here we have oh, a healthy veteran chucking along. He, I mean, you know what? It's, it's his to lose. It's his to lose. Marin Chilich can beat him. We have seen him before. We've seen it before. No one's going to be yeah. surprised if Federer loses because he fucks up sometimes. He does, you know, but whatever. <laughs> At the end of the day, my fave is still oh, around, man. and all y'all boys are limping. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So, so let me ask you this. 
I mean, first of all, this is Janina Reed from Real Tennis Fans Podcast. Please check out on YouTube and the crew out on, on YouTube. Um, let me get you out here on a couple of things. Um, with Drugfish going down, with Nadal going down, with Andy Murray going down, we're actually having that surgery. I mean, will we be seeing Fed doing this for – I mean, how many more years can Fed do this? I mean, he's, he's playing well. He played well last year. He's playing well this year so far in the Australia Open. Do you – I mean, I could easily see two or three more years with this guy. He he's, he's, should be 37 later this year, and he's playing like – he's just playing so well and so effortlessly. I could see easily see him pulling Tom Brady and doing this until his 40s. Well, I could easily you know, he, he has said many times <clears throat> that – you know, his motivation comes from his love of the game and that he truly enjoys it. He already has mm-hmm. a schedule where he's committed a few more years out. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think he plays. I, I think that um, unless he has a career-ending injury, he will go out mm-hmm. on his own terms. I do not think yeah. that he will be – you know, in Andre Agassi limping off the court trying to do a farewell tour. I don't see that happening. Mm. Um, I yeah. don't see him sliding down the rankings and then deciding, I don't want to do this anymore because, you know, the champion mentality is to be on top, right? So, right. I mean, right. and this is, you've got Federer and Nadal in number one and two. This is like 2006. So I know, and, and right? here we are over a decade later That's and there's still, mm-hmm. you know, one and two in the world. But yeah, I don't I I think Federer plays for a few more years because he's healthy. He has had relatively no injuries um in his yeah. career. You know, he when he was out in twenty sixteen, that was a fluke accident that happened in his home where he ended up having to have knee surgery. I'm sure that, mm. you know, years of tennis contributed to it, but it wasn't like he was out there playing and got hurt. That wasn't the case at all. Other than that, he's had no significant injuries in almost 20 years of playing. Mm. So, mm. you know, that speaks volumes. Um, I, I definitely think he's, he hangs around for a few more years because he loves it. He genuinely loves it. The Australian Open is running this commercial <clears throat> right now where they show last year's champions. Uh-huh. And this motherfucker is yep. jumping on the court like he just, oh, my God. You know, like like he's five. Like this was his first trophy ever. Understandably, he didn't uh-huh. expect to win. Nobody expected him to win that. He'd been off the tour for right. six months, and he comes back and he wins a Grand Slam. I get it, but he's such a dork. Like his joy is pure. <laughs> it is. It just shines yeah, it through, is. and I love it. Okay, well, let me get y'all one last thing. When we're talking about the the uh, the, the uh, young whimper steppers, if you will. who 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 call themselves call, coming from Federer, but they seem to not get over that hump. Are there any tennis players that we should be on the lookout for who's off the beaten path, so to speak? You know, people who don't you don't really know about guys or girls or both. You know what? Listen, it doesn't matter because they all seem to fucking follow <laughs> rank, and when they have their moment, they don't come through. Because I mean, honestly. Oh, you know what? Good yeah. for Chung for getting this far. Good for Edmund for getting as far as he did. But uh-huh. there's so many people that we have been waiting for to come and be present in the moment and be at the top. Like, where is Dominic Team? Where is um, 
uh, Goffin? Where is Dimitrov? Like, they're having these weird, wacky losses. They're just not consistent. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, sure, there's tons of talent. There's tons and tons of talent. But... I don't know. Like they, I, I, I don't know. They're all. I don't know if they're idiots. I don't know if they don't train right. I don't. I have no idea. But it's just like it feels like right now in this moment that until mm-hmm. the top four players are gone, I don't see anybody yeah. breaking through and taking over. It would have happened by now, right? You would think. You would think, right? I mean, if 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 if, 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 if everything follows the quote unquote normal plan, if you will, Serene will be falling off, Venus will be falling off, Fed and, and the dog will be falling off, but they're still Years ago. the OGs to run the sport. Yeah, the OGs still hey, run the sport. I'm here for it. So, I'm here for it. So in other words, and I'm ready for Sloan so to get her words, ass in check, and, you know, we need some new black girl magic on the tour. The Williams sisters can't carry us forever. <laughs> right, right. It's going to come to an end one day. So in other words, just soak this all in, enjoy this run while we can with the OGs to the world because life without the OG is gonna be like, huh? Pretty much. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, hey hey, thanks, Jay. I really appreciate you and please y'all check them out, Riddles Tennis Fans Podcast again on YouTube. And and and, and engineer, right quick, when do you guys normally podcast? Um, we usually, actually, we will have a live podcast this coming up Sunday. You can follow me on Twitter at JLR78 to find out the time exactly. But we typically record on Tuesdays and drop it, or record on Sundays and drop it on Monday or Tuesday. All right, cool. Well, check them out, y'all. Please check them out. Hey, thanks a lot, Jay. I'll be home. Thank you. Good night. All right, thank night. That's that's Janine Reed. Please check her out. Please check out that 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 was funny. That that was epically funny. But anyway, moving to make the lateral movement from Australia Open tennis to <laughs> the AFC AFC Championship games with my main man. Y'all know him from uh, uh, the R slash Sports, where he raps about all things HBCU sports, and from uh, Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night here on Blog Radio. Dwayne Ash is in the house. What's going on, bro? Did your girl just call him Jerkovich? I mean, I, I, I guess she that's like him. a tennis elbow to a whole different level, man. My God. Yeah, you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, despite the grapefruit, thanks to Girl Trip, I'm going to, I'm not going to look at <laughs> tennis elbow the same anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she is oh, hilarious. my God. She's, She's such a freaking wife, man. She she's just great. Uh, one of the black tennis yes, fans I know. So 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 I, I really enjoy her. Um, yeah, about those NFC AFC championship games, man. Well, first of all, let's start with this. That was a good ass game. First of all, I I, I didn't yes. think it would be that competitive. I mean, me and me and my uh, my my line brother, man, we sitting at his house. We're like both. We're like I can't believe we're watching this. I can't believe we're watching this. I mean, Jacksonville, led by the, the immortal Blake Bortles, played out of his mind. Yeah. He played out of his mind, yo. He didn't make a single mistake. He didn't turn over nope. the football. He took a sack late, later in the, 
And it, like I think in the third quarter, maybe it was the fourth quarter, when with like when they could have had some points. Um, but outside of that, man, flawless. The offense was flawless. And you know, but what vexes me, man, is how the defense actually let them down. I didn't expect the defense to let Jacksonville down, but they let them down, my opinion. Because you notice mm. in the second half, particularly when they were up by 10 in the fourth quarter and up by 11 at near the end of the first half, they started playing off of those receivers, especially when Gluck went out of the game. Yeah. And I'm just screaming at the television, why the fuck are you not playing <laughs> press on these dudes? Why aren't you playing press on these dudes? They can't run past Jalen Ramsey. They can't run past the other cornerback. Uh, uh, I forget his name. Um, they can't run past these dudes. Why aren't they checking them? Why aren't they? Why aren't they pressing the um, uh, what's the name of that speedster at wide receiver? Oh my God, the brother. Brandon Cooks and Madola. Yeah. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Why didn't they press Brandon Cooks, man? Why did they give him that cushion? He he cooked them every time. Every yeah. time. Why didn't they press Amendola? Amendola's not as fast as me. Why why are they not pressing him? <laughs> I mean, why 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 did they let Chris Hogan run around? I know Chris Hogan can move, but why did they you gotta press these dudes, these are little dudes. Why You're did right. they press them? I don't. I don't think they have a a current receiver that's, you know, getting constant run on that squad right now. That's over six one. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that they do. Mm-hmm. But to to your point, saying it was on the defense, everybody was culpable, in, in my personal opinion, for that loss. And, and I'll explain why. Um, you, yeah. you, you're right. Uh, Blake Borders looked like he was going back in time a couple of years when he had that huge year. What was that? 2015, yeah. I almost want to say. He was he was starting to revert back to that guy he just a little bit, he just a little bit. But you know, yeah. it, it was it was one of the things that I was concerned about, and, and one of the reasons why I feel as though that they lost that game was especially in the fourth quarter. The play calling became very predictable. Yes, I can't stand Every, the coaching staff for Jackson. They cost them that game. They really did. I feel that. And, and and that was part of it. You know, you had a situation, especially, like I said, in the fourth quarter. The first four drives all started out with uh, run play and then a pass play. Every mm-hmm. drive, with the exception of the last one, of course, where they were trying to drive downfield and they, they just passed the entire time. But when you become that predictable after giving up a go-ahead score to New England, well, actually, not even, they, they were still up at that point. I think they're back. Going to the fourth quarter, you're still up. You're that predictable. You make it very easy for Patricia and for Bill Belichick to go ahead and, and call defenses that are going to stop you. But that right. was just part of it. Um, along with play calling, time management was a huge issue. You had situations yeah. where, you know, they're trying to run out the clock, but they're unsuccessful doing that. They're still snapping the ball with – with 15 seconds, 13 seconds, eight seconds left to go on the play clock. Why don't you just run the clock down to zero and then set the ball if that's what you're trying to do? They couldn't even do that right. right. But then you had a situation also when they're up, I think it was 14-3, to three, 
in the second quarter with about two minutes and ten seconds to go uh, uh, in that half. They should have just ran the clock out to the two-minute warning. But, no, they put it with 2.09 to go. So not only did New England get the ball back with with over two minutes to go, with only one timeout, you also gave them the two-minute warning with with, with them having the ball and driving, which, of course, had them keep the lead down the floor at at the half. That was insane. Right. But but still not big. But still not big because, of course, Jacksonville was capable of coming back and extending the lead a little bit more in the second half. But that that third and 18 in the fourth quarter. You can't do that. You, you can't. You know, remember, this is one play. This is one play that sticks out in my craw. Remember, uh-huh. shit, I want to say in the third quarter, when Jacksonville was driving. No, 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 I'm sorry, the fourth quarter. But Jacksonville was, was driving. And remember that delay of game penalty that they took right after the timeout? It's like they yeah. were on the English side of the field. I think it was like the – shit, was it the, the – they, they were like third and short from the – Inside the forty-yard line, and it was a thirty-seven. Yeah, inexplic- in the fourth quarter, and they, and they inexplicably took a delay a game right out of a time. Yeah, and and on that play, before they would, they, they didn't play the ball. Well, the play dead on the play. If the play stood, they had a first down. It was a twenty-seven yeah. yard completion, and they were in within this this. Um, and they were within business. And they would have, the way they were going, to, I mean, momentum is a tricky thing in, in sports, especially in football. But if, mm-hmm. if they would have had that, if they could have sustained that drive, kept it going, they would have gotten at least three points. Hell, I I, I think if they were scoring a touchdown, that would have been it. Because they were up 20 to 10. Remember, yeah. they were up 20 to 10 at that point. And if they score a touchdown, it's over. I don't care how great Tom Brady is. The way both teams are playing up to two, up up to that point, that would have been a it would have been a wrap. It would have been a wrap at that point. But they, I mean, they, I mean, but that delay of game penalty called, and they couldn't convert on third down. And as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, exactly. I, that's that's I, the way. That, that's the way that I sounded. And and this is coming from a guy who felt that the, the Patriots would come back on Seattle in that Super Bowl that they did. Same guy yeah. who saw that lead last year against Atlanta at the half and still said that they would win, and they did. <laughs> but coming into yeah. this situation on Sunday, you lose Gronk, and the way that defense looked, and as capable as that offense looked throughout the entire game, I just thought it was done. I really did. But you know, play calling, and, and I feel bad for for uh, for Blake Bortles because that one he pass that. play, he played well. He yeah. played well. He did, and, and and that was the one thing I was waiting for. I was waiting for the turnover, and I was expecting yeah. the turnover that final drive after New England took the lead, but he didn't. As a matter of fact, if he would have hit uh, uh, Little Fournette on that wheel route. Game over. Matter of fact, mm. it would have been in the most worst way to lose a game. Watching New England come back and take the lead, only for uh, Jacksonville to drive back down and take the lead again on a Blake Bortles pass. 
that would have been mm-hmm. insane. But it, it was it was just too long, and then of course the following play, he gets sacked and fumbles, and yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and then the hell yeah. But that play that Gilmore made, that was one hell of a play. That was one hell of a oh, yeah, the, play. The, he earned the, finally yeah, earned the defender pitch. pass. Yeah. Yeah, he finally earned his pants. He had a horrible year up to that point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just think, I mean, you know, it's one of those things, though, to your point about them coming from behind against Seattle and Atlanta in the Super Bowl. I sat watching the game, even though I couldn't believe, even though I was, my eyes were wide with, like, surprise and shock, frankly, part of me and part of my line brother were like, we're waiting for the inevitable New England comeback because we, we knew it was going to happen. I was waiting for it to happen. And it's funny, when you finally see it starting to happen in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> We're like, here we go. Here it comes. And it's so gut-wrenching for the other team. you got to feel for the Jaguars, especially the fans, to see your yeah. heart get ripped out as methodically as Tom Brady did in the fourth quarter. Oh, Oh, what a way to lose. What a way to lose. But I'll say this. Yeah. Jacksonville ain't going anywhere. They, they, they're they going to be here for a while. I mean, they're those cats are Seattle 2.0. They really are. They, 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 like they, they're, I mean, remember when Seattle was at their best, was at their height? Yeah. They're a height, they're, they're a height rather. Um, great defense. Mm-hmm. Great running game. And the and the yeah. quarterback that won't make mistakes, and a, and 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 the coaching staff who typically know what the hell they're doing except for the play call late in the game, and the front <laughs> office led by one Tom Coughlin. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. He knows what the hell he's doing. He he built he built that. Remember he built that team with their own expansion franchise. So yeah. he knows what the hell he's doing. So the I mean so good for them. Because it's been too, it's been too damn long since they've been good. Let alone winning a uh, division title and challenge for the Super Bowl. And those, they got nice young pieces, man. They're not going anywhere. They do. Now they, they're the not going anywhere. The, the, well, the one piece that I, I, I'm wondering whether or not does go anywhere, and this is the one question mm-hmm. I'm addressing you. What do you think yeah. that Jacksonville? What direction do you think Jacksonville goes into? in the offseason as it pertains to the quarterback position. Because yeah. it seemed like to me yeah. that entire game, well, at, at first at least, you know, in first glance, I was thinking, okay, they were just putting the ball in the Blake Bortles' hands and hoping that he wouldn't make mistakes. But the one thing you yeah. do in that final drive is allow him to pass six times straight with, with the exception of the sack, okay? And, and then, of course, the well-defended play by Gilmore, Big Bortles was making plays during that final drive and, and, and got him down to the 37. If, you, yeah. if he doesn't make that one passing mistake to, to, to Leonard Fournette, of course it'll be a different game. So the question I'm asking, of course, is do they stick with Blake in hopes that he doesn't – or hopes that he improves in the offseason and, and starts to look like he did a couple of seasons ago? Or – the, the cousins of Kurt from from Michigan State, of course, the free agent who's looking to test the waters that everyone is yeah. coveting. Do you think that they go after Kirk 
or do you think that they keep Blake? That's a very good question. First of all, I don't know if Kirk Cousins will last on the market that longer because you got the Broncos, too, who need a quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the deal. I originally thought that they were going to make a play for Alex Smith. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought they're going to – I thought that Kansas City is going to eventually move on from Alex Smith, go with uh, Patrick Mahomes, or as I call him, Patrick Mahomey. Um, but I think that uh, – then I saw Blake Boys play the last two games of the season. He had a horrible opening, like, like a wild card round against Buffalo. I mean, that, again mm-hmm. – Buffalo and Jacksonville set the, the offensive game in the NFL back 20, well, hell, 40 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's terrible. But he came alive against my Steelers, but, he, but then again, my Steelers defense can't stop a parked car, so there's that. But to see what he did against the Jaguars, I was like, you know what? I took a big sigh. I'm like, you got to go with Bortles. You got to bring him back. Mm. Just, just bring him back. Just, just make him. I don't know. Is, is he, I don't know if Boros is, a, is he in the last year of his contract? Or is he going to the last year of his contract? I, I don't. Is that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. So let's just say I, I actually think he has maybe one more year left. So let's just say okay. that for the sake of argument, and that was the case. I would make him okay if I if like if I were Tom Coughlin. I'm like, okay, you did all right. Just, just try and do that shit again. I want to see you do that again before I give you all this money. And if Brent Borders does it again, God bless him. He pulls the Joe Flacco bets on himself. Bully for him. If, if, if but if not, that's always that what if, right? It's always that mm-hmm. what if. So if I was still Borders. But I would draft a quarterback in the first three rounds, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, I, I really would. I, 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 I would not spend the like, – like because there, there was talk about uh, Eli Manning possibly coming to Jacksonville, like because of Tom Clark's yeah. connection. There's talk uh-huh. about that. There's talk about um, – yeah, yeah, about um, first cousins, as I call them, Blake, uh, Kirk Cousins. Um and uh, Alex Smith, I think you got to go. I, I think I stick with Waters for one more, at least one more year. And if he balls out this year, this, this coming year, mm-hmm. tag. Him. <laughs> 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 I, I, I would pick him because he's going to play himself into a lot. Of, he's going to a big contract as a good year because he's been spotted this past season. But he had more good mm-hmm. games this year. So you, you couldn't have said that about him in the past, except for that one year. So I would, I would seriously bring back Bortles and draft the quarterback in the first three rounds. Maybe Lamar Jackson if he falls, this, if he falls far in the second round. Mm. Interesting. Uh, very interesting. <laughs> so very, very interesting you, decision. Very interesting decision. But the only reason why, I, I, of course, I talk about, you know, quarterback play, because a lot of people, and, and I'm still one of the ones that still believe that with great quarterback play, you're going to win in this league, even though we just happen to have an anomaly this year where three out of the four teams 
were led by quarterbacks that have played a combined, what, uh, four playoff games? So, mm-hmm. and, and had great defenses. So it was just situations where people were, were starting to, to, to think this is the format that you need to win nowadays. But if you were watching that New England-Jacksonville game the way that I was, Jacksonville mm-hmm. gets the ball back with two and a half to go in the fourth quarter. If Pittsburgh right. is in that situation, with that offense, I think they drop down the field and they score and they win that game. Mm-hmm. Because of the way that that offense is and because of who that QB is. Just about any other organization that has a great QB in that situation, the way that New England was playing throughout that entire game, I think they drop down and they get the win. But because of the way Blake Borders yeah. looked and his inconsistencies, I think that was the thing that held up Jacksonville this year. Hopefully, if they want to keep him, hopefully he, he grows a little bit more this offseason so that they can make that next move. But if not, you know, it's, it's going to be real interesting for them if they decide to keep him in, in 2018 and if they keep him and it doesn't work out. Because right. I have high hopes for this team for, for the future. But it, because, guys, they, they have a lot of young talent, a lot of young talent. And, and a lot of the free agents that they picked up were, were, were young guys as well. So this is why I, I'm, I'm hoping the best. Um, for this team and hoping to take that next step. I, I just, gosh, I mean, I mean, you're right about that. I mean, I, I think if my Steelers in the cha- in the AFC Championship game, again, our defense can't stop a parked car. Brady probably would have put a thirty <laughs> on it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we we just <laughs> terrible on defense. But even though it's sad with all that time we had, that's probably that speaks more to the coach. But that's another podcast for another time. Um, but again, I, I, I like where you're going, and you know, you, you, quarterback, especially the way the league is now, you you gotta have a you gotta have an above average quarterback. You don't mm-hmm. have to have a superstar, but you can't have a dude that's just serviceable. You gotta have an above average quarterback. So, I, I gosh. It's so tough because the way Bortles played for the most part this past season and, and then the last two rounds of the playoffs in the AFC, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that wild card round still sticks out to me. I, I mean, yeah. it, that was still a WTF moment for me. Um, so I understand the trepidation with Bortles, but, I mean, a big part of me says you got to get to do one more shot. But even though even though I say that, I don't know if you noticed in the, in this press conference after the game, he he sounded unsure. You see, I don't, mm. I, I don't know if you I, I, I don't know if you you saw it, but you can I mean you could YouTube it, but he basically sounded like he wasn't sure it was coming back. So that's on his mind. So I, again, if I was Coughlin, I bring his ass back for one more year, see if mm. he can do it again, and draft the quarterback in the first three rounds. If he can't do it again. Just you know, just hope and pray that your your your, your the guy you drafted is developing, and if in the in the worst case scenario, bring in like an actual bring in, or bring or bring in someone who is above average who can sit in the ship be, like before the rookie is ready, or would be a rookie or second year player at that point would would be ready. Otherwise, 
You guys just hope and see. So speaking of quarterbacks, and we'll get back to, to Tom Brady's greatness like in a minute. Let's go to the other game. I mean, Minnesota and, 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 and Philly, I thought that was going to be the best game of the day. That turned out to be the biggest ass whooping. I, 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 I didn't see that. Uh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Philly fan, deep down in his or her heart, saw this ass whooping coming. 38 to 7? No, they didn't. They seven. didn't. No, they didn't I mean, see the way, coming at all. I mean, the way Minnesota drove, the, they, they, they scored on the first possession. And yeah. it looked like they were on the move in the second possession before that awful pick six. That changed everything. That changed everything, that, you know, that pick six. Remember, football, I mean, you know, this momentum is very tricky in football. I mean, it's, it's a tricky thing. And we see it a lot in college football. We see a whole hell of a lot in pro football. And, wow. <laughs> I mean, because you have to wonder what if. What if Minnesota took a two-score lead? How would that the rest of the, the Eagles weren't doing anything offensively until that pick six? And mm-hmm. that just changed everything. Both sides of the ball changed everything. So, basically, um, with this play, and, and, wouldn't, and, and uh, we're going to preview the, the uh, Super Bowl next, uh, next week in more detail, do you think the Eagles have a shot in hell against the Patriots? Just, I do. Just, just offhand. Yeah, I do. Just just on hand, you know. I, I think they do because everybody, in, in, in my personal opinion, had a shot at New England. You know, especially this year, it just seems like for whatever reason, this is a year to beat them. Does it happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, I know one thing: they're going to have to replicate what they did last week in the Super Bowl have mm. dynamic defensive play. If they most definitely get turnovers on 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 on, uh, on Tom, most definitely put right. pressure on Tom. And the one thing yeah. they did against New England that I wasn't expecting them to do um, at all that actually caught me off guard, which was yeah. a huge benefit for for Philadelphia offensively, which was right. for uh, uh, Nick Foles to get rid of the ball quickly. Every pass he threw took less than 1.5 seconds. And, and mm. that actually took away the pass rush from Minnesota. That was the one thing that I thought would, would give Philadelphia fits, but they didn't even have a chance to get to him because he was getting rid of the ball so quickly. So you have a situation like that, especially uh, uh, with, with Belichick. But the one thing I know Belichick is going to attempt to do is he's going to try to confuse him. He's going to try to give him a look he's not familiar with. And whether right. or not he's going to be able to handle that or not is, is, is one of the things that we have to see. But if he can keep that pass rush off of him, especially with your boy, James Harrison, who who even got him a, a, a I can't sack. Believe that. <laughs> I, know, I know that makes you mad, man. I know it does. But even with him I'm getting no a sack. I'm mad at Tomlin about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Again, yeah, that's Oh, oh, of course it is. Oh, yeah, it is. But, yeah, if you can go ahead and keep him off or keep them off uh-huh. of, of, of the QB and, and actually have them establish a run game and, and do something similar to what Jacksonville did, but the thing is, right now, Nick Foles is looking slightly better than Blake Bortles. So I'm thinking that that's offense, the way it's set up and the way that they're playing. They could beat New England. 
the thing is, they have to come in and be as flawless as possible. And we all know this because we've seen teams have New England by the jugular, and for whatever reason, man, they end up swatting that hand away and throwing some more Bruce Lee comes yeah. turn that thing and end up winning the game. We've seen it too many times. And, and, and I don't care what you try to blame on it now because you, you can't. You can't blame videotapes on yeah. it. Blame the fate of footballs on it. You can blame. I guess you can blame refs because that's the new one now. The refs are now in it, and and, and congratulating the Patriots now. And I'm like, uh, that, uh so, you know, whatever, yeah, that's yeah. Gosh. You know, whatever excuse you can come up with with, with New England, people trying to throw it out there. But the thing is, you still got to stop them from getting in the end zone. And, and for whatever reason, man, coaches can't coach themselves. To, to to have their players put into positions to make them to make New England stop from making plays, and it just mm-hmm. keeps reliving itself all over again, man. It's, it's for for some it's tiresome, but for me, man, I, I still find it amazing. I still find it amazing. Well, you know what? Speaking of amazing, let's just 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 get right to it. As much as I love New England, uh, it's more it's more out envy. Uh, just success, even though the Steelers are a very successful organization, no doubt. But look at yes. this run we're experiencing, man. Eight Super Bowl appearances in 17 years. That's almost one out of every two years. That's yeah. amazing. That's spanning two decades, man. Yeah. Two decades of sustained success. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, with all the Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick drama, you know, the power struggle behind the scenes, it's, we're not going to see anything remotely close to this ever again. Not over two decades. Not almost two decades, no. right? Not almost two decades. I mean, eight, again, eight Super Bowl appearances in 17 years. One out of two, almost one out of two years. It's amazing. It's amazing. It used to be a thing where if your organization made it to four Super Bowls in 20 years, your organization was doing something in 17. And and you know what? It's so, well, to some, it's so blasé and so boring now. There was a guy that called into DC Sports Radio earlier this week. And said that he mm-hmm. wasn't. He's a he, he's a Patriots fan at that. He's not watching the yeah. Super Bowl. And let me explain to you why he said he's not watching the Super Bowl. What the hell? Okay. He says, you know what? I coached across. We have a big meet that game. We have a big game that day, and you mm-hmm. know I have to prep for it. Then we have to scout and everything, so that Sunday I'll be busy with that. And I'm working on my masters. Plus. Mm. This is the eighth Super Bowl they've made it to in 17 years. I've seen it before. This is old hat. I'm tired of it. Mm. I don't necessarily need to watch this. I'd be See, so obnoxious about again, it if I were him. <laughs> another example of how a fan or a fan base can piss off another fan base with your nonchalantness. Uh, it's just another Super Bowl. I don't need to watch this. I can do something else. I'm studying for my masters. Really, bruh? 
Really? <laughs> really? Look, I don't, the, hell out of him. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns fans right now are highly limited at this dude if they would have heard something like that. It's insane. It's just, uh, it's another Super Bowl. I don't need to watch it. It's like it's just another game. Like, yeah. But like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so that's what I'm on. I'm just saying. <sighs> I'm just saying. Whatever the hell. Damn what he's saying. It's it's an amazing run. Whether you like the Patriots or loathe them. I mean they're yeah. they're they're the generation's Dallas Cowboys. You do know that, right? I mean how we viewed the Dallas Cowboys during our childhood, throughout our childhood in the 80s and 90s when we were in college. That's how the Patriots are. They are our past generation's Dallas Cowboys. Except without the whole, except without the America's team annoying moniker that that the Dallas still has for some reason. But, yeah, I mean, (laughs) they do do things. I mean, Look, that whole cheating scandal with 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 uh, with um, Spygate that's going to follow them forever. I mean, that was just flat out wrong. I mean, we, 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 I mean, come on, even Stevie Wonder could see that. And the Blake Gales are going to follow them as well. But eight Super Bowls in seventeen years—that's, I mean, damn all all that all that all that cheating scandal. I still call them the cheaters. I still call Belichick Bella cheat, but that's still amazing. Eight, to, I mean, football's too hard. Yeah, just rely on just sheer cheating. You gotta, you gotta perform. You gotta execute. You gotta. I mean, I mean, look at doing this personnel offense, especially aside from Tom Brady and, and Gronk. Who the hell scares you? I mean, no again, one. I mean, they had the, the way they beat teams. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh is immensely more talented than them on paper. And yeah. they won 11 out of 13 games against them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's, just, it's just baffling. I mean, there's one team, I will say this, the one team that gave them fits, and even though I laughed at them for not getting to the playoffs, was Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. is that one squad that no matter what, they don't – they don't. They, 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 they're not scared of New England. They, no. It's like they, the times they play them in the playoffs. I think they're like what two. I think they're two and two against them in the playoffs. Maybe two and one. In in like that. Yeah, I mean it's those guys know how to play them. They they know how to play them. I mean it's it just I wish wish the other teams would be, not be, would not be scared of them like like Baltimore is and. And Baltimore was was a one drop pass, touchdown pass. Remember Lee Evans and that missed field yeah. goal. I mean, they were really one drop pass away from going to another Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean had, aside from Baltimore, is the only kryptonite. But go ahead, sorry about that. that that's all right. I was going to say, man, even with the the the, the, the videotapes and the play the balls, say you erase everything that happened before that. The, 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 the mm-hmm. whole uh, 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 the tuck rule, the videotapes, the, the you know, the the deflated balls, all of that, all the stuff that happened before the deflated balls, delete, right? They mm-hmm. still go to three Super Bowls, right? Right. Or is it four? After the deflated. New England. Uh, yeah. After the deflated. 
uh, the bucket was ah shit. Was it was it two? No, three. Was it three years ago? Was it three four years? I forgot. Like whatever the last time in and out was really good. So that was what four five years ago, something like that. Okay, so we had two years and then that one year. So about four years ago. So four years ago, they still go. They're still in their third Super Bowl after the Flight Gate. Their third Super Bowl and winning two after the Flight Gate, bro. There's still some organizations that haven't even been to three Super Bowls. Period. But even after right. the great day, even after all the controversies, they still go to three Super Bowls. It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. It's crazy. Well, one last bit. One last bit. Like before we move on to the to, to the mess that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, who do you assign more the credit to to their success, to the Patriots' success? Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Or give uh. percentages if you want to. I'm going to have to go ahead and say uh, 60-40 Bella, you know, because yeah. um, uh, he, the only reason why I'm giving him a little bit more, of course, is he's partially responsible or has to be partially responsible uh, along with their GM and making the, uh, the player personnel decisions uh, of bringing guys to come in and, 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 and leave it out and also getting these players within a certain mindset and, and constantly getting players within a certain mindset so that they play within the Patriot way. Yeah, Tom actually goes out there and does it, but there's so much turnover that has happened within these past 17 years that, you know, everybody else has been turned over with the exception of Tom and Bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, Players, coaches, assistant coaches, we've had – uh, Charlie Wise and, and, and Romeo Cornell come and go. We've had Josh McDaniels come and go and come again and about to go again. Patricia's potentially on the way out. So it, 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 that's why I, I put it more, just a little bit more on, on, on Bill than I do on Tom in this situation. Well, you know, I, I wish you in the brain. I'd go ahead and say 70-30, Belichick. And the reason was so many Belichick. Remember when Brady hurt his knee? A few years yeah. ago, well, a few seasons, well, about ten years ago, I guess. And had a, a guy who never started a game outside of high school, and Matt Castle. Uh, and you yeah. Remember what the record was? Eleven and, and five. Eleven and five. Yep. And eleven and five, and they didn't make the playoffs. That's how I saw the AFC for the year. But eleven and five, losing. To the Dolphins because it got swept by them, but again, he took a guy. He being Belichick took a guy who hadn't started a game since high school and led mm-hmm. to an eleven and five record. That's when I knew Bill Belichick is one great head coach, one great head. Coach. I mean, think about it. this. Not some journeyman. Again, it was a guy who hadn't started a football game since high school. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. That's it. I mean, it's it's all about the culture. And sure, I know Belichick got lucky when Mo Lewis from the Jets took out uh, Drew Bledsoe that allowed them to start Tom Brady in <laughs> nineteen ninety, whatever the hell it was, and that got them on this run. But you know, still. 
he did draft him. He did draft Tom Brady. There's something about him that he liked, and he kept yeah. four quarterbacks until he got his shot. Mm-hmm. Normally, what? How I many? How many teams you know keeps four quarterbacks on, on, on a roster because Belichick saw something in Brady that he liked, similar to what he saw in Garoppolo that he liked. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's why again, it's that culture. I mean, teams. I mean, Corey Dillon had over a thousand yards rushing for the one year. Yeah. <laughs> Antoine, Antoine, what was his name? Antoine Smith, I think it was. What happened Antoine to his ass after that? I mean, exactly. he, he was balling out. I mean, Randy Moss, not not that Randy Moss was good before, but he took the offense to the stratosphere. I mean, it's, it's I mean, dog. It's it's that it's that system. It's that system, I'm telling you. That system that Belichick installs. Say what you want about him. I call him Belichick for a reason. But the man can <laughs> coach. He can coach. And, again, all that coupled with the fact that he took the dude who hadn't started the game since high school and led him to an 11-5 record and the doorstep of the playoffs, that still it for me. That still it for me about Belichick. He... He he he's a man, and if and when he does walk away, which is I think is going to be after the season, I still think it's going after the season. When he walks away, you're going to feel the effect. The Patriots are going to feel the effect of Bill Belichick's departure. I'm telling you. <laughs> so um, <laughs> enjoy why you can, Patriots fans, because it's going to come to the end sooner than we all think. We'll get you on, on this, man. One last thing. I mean, we're talking about. Um, greatness will go from greatness to a hot ass mess. What the hell is going on, Cleveland, with the Cavaliers? I mean, they had this team meeting after they got, as they say in the South, blown out by the Oklahoma City Thunder on national television. I mean, giving up 148 points, really? But the thing is that apparently they had it heated, and when I say heated, I mean pretty much like probably. Bunch of cuss words and probably threatened, threatened, like pending, threatening fights in the locker room. That was led, apparently, was led by Isaiah Thomas. And I'm thinking, who? Him? <laughs> He's been there for a hot minute. What the hell is he doing leading the charge against Kevin Love, who's been there for the better minute of two and a half years? And I'm hoping, and I'm hoping that his teammates like. The, the LeBrons of the world and the J.R. Smith of the world, the Mon Shepard and uh, what's his name, Tristan Thompson. I hope they had his, I hope they had Kevin Love's back because if they didn't have his back in that meeting, that's that's not good. That's not good. Isaiah Thomas had no damn been saying anything about anybody. He's five foot nine, can't play. Look at defense, and it's it's only a third of himself. He's not even. He's not even I don't think he's seventy five percent. Who the hell does he think he is? But the point of, but the point I'm trying to make is, is the way Cleveland's going right now, they'd be damn lucky if they get to the conference finals. Toronto is better than they are right now. We all know that yeah. Boston's better than they are, and mm-hmm. they're sure as hell not beating whoever comes out of the West, whether it be Golden State or Houston. Um, so basically, what the hell do you think is going to happen to Cleveland going forward? Do they implode and go the hell away? Do they make some trades? Who are they trade for? I mean, to me, I think it's gonna. I think I think if, if I'm Kevin Love, 
I'm going to management or Ty Lue, whoever he meets first in the hallway, and says, look, I can't be with this little ninja anymore. It's not going to be him or me. Because now, basically, he, he, he uh, IT's, uh, like Isaiah Thomas is negatively affecting Kevin Love's play, which you, I'm sure you already know. But if, if I'm mm-hmm. Kevin Love, I'm like, yo, is that going to be Isaiah Thomas' little smart ass or is it going to be me? I've been with y'all, helped y'all win a title. I've been here longer. I'm not going to treat it like a, but I'm not going to get treated like this by a, a fire hydrant. A black fire hydrant. So is that him or me? <laughs> the, the bad thing is the organization is stuck uh, contractually longer with Isaiah Thomas than they are with, with uh, Kevin Love. But um, the, the thing is this this, this team has, has had its, it's, it's more downs than ups, especially recently, uh, 4-11 in the last 15 Losing six of the last seven. Um, a lot of the games that they lost, especially recently, have been all blowouts. Uh, a lot of the games, eight of those games were on TV, and, and, and all of those were blowouts. The four teams, well, the four games that they won were against the Magic, the uh, the Trailblazers, and the Bulls. It's just been mm-hmm. it, it's been crazy over the last fifteen. <laughs> Excuse me, and like you said, sure. with this huge outburst. Man, there's, there's so many different factions within the, 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 the Cavs locker room right now. So many people have been thrown under the bus. It's been insane. From Kevin Love, Isaiah Thomas' yep. name has been thrown out there. Tyron Lue's name has been thrown out there. Oh, Sam Gilbert's name has been tossed. So there, there's a lot of blame <laughs> going around on what's going yeah. wrong with the Cavs. Now, the funny thing is with Kevin Love, the whole Kevin Love situation, especially recently, all right, they're mad. And one of the things that I read was that they were upset because he left that game because he was right. sick. Not right. the fact that he, he right. left, you know, the set out of the game, but the fact that he left the arena because he was sick. And there were people, some say they were led by Isaiah Thomas, that questioned his motives. Or, or, or whether or not he was serious with what's going on within the organization right now or not. But I just thought it was insane. You're upset because he's sick. But Derek Rose, who decides, you know what, I don't even know, but I want to play. Yeah. Then he come back, Six, and y'all right. walk him over walk, or open arms. But Tim yeah. Rose is legitimately sick, and y'all want to sit with him? Y'all get out of here, and it ain't just Kevin Love. There's no way in the world you telling me Kevin Love is the one by himself that's getting beat and people are scoring 60 and 70 on a nightly basis on Kevin Love. It can't be just him. It can't be just yeah. him. So, and, and I know he ain't the linchpin that's holding the whole team together. So for, for no. the, the Cavs to put all of this negativity solely on one dude is insane to me. And this is the thing, like I, like you said, Kevin Love needs to get tired of this because this isn't the first time this has happened to him. There was blame being yeah. tossed his way last year, but it wasn't yeah. his fault. Now, I don't know if they moved Kevin Love. I don't know if they don't, but I think he wants to get the hell one out. of the rumors that I did really read good. about was that um, George Hill from Sacramento, 
Yeah. They potentially yeah, come to, uh, to 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 Cleveland. Yeah. And and the name thrown out there for him was Amon Shepard. So we'll see. We'll see. I have no idea what they're going to do. But the, the thing is that throw me off is the trade deadline is a little bit earlier, being that the season started earlier. So we'll see what happens within the next couple of weeks because the trade deadline is February 8th. And something needs to be done and done yeah. quickly. Well, here's the deal. And, and, I, and I'll close with this. I know they have a lot of new players. I mean, hell, I mean, <clears throat> uh, you know, Kyrie Irving's out. They got, it, it, like in this Jason Thomas, they got Jake Crowder, who's not playing. He's not playing well at all. Um, and Derek Rose, no. who took a sabbatical in the middle of the year, came, he, like, he left with a, with a, a low-cut haircut to, like, dreads <laughs> in the middle of the oh. That's how long he's been going away. And Tristan Thompson, he fell for the Kardashian curse. There's that, too. Yeah. But still, with all that being said, all that being said, they're just not a team. They, they're just a bunch of dudes. A lot of them don't know what their roles are. Uh, a lot of them are playing for a max. I mean, Isaiah Thomas still thinks he's a max player, which he's not. Yeah. But he thinks he's a max player, so he's acting like it. With the best shots he's taking in-game in and everything, they, they just, I mean, they almost blew a game against the Orlando Magic at home. That's how bad yeah. they are defensively. And, but, look. I think Kevin Love wants out. I think they may be looking to move Kevin Love. I think that would be a mistake. But I think for Kevin Love's mental health, I think he wants just wants to get the hell out of there. Um, and if that does happen, if they choose Isaiah Thomas over Kevin Love, they're not coming. The Cavs aren't coming out of East. They're just they're so bad defensively. The chemistry is out of whack. I know they got the best player in the world in LeBron mm-hmm. James, but. I, I don't see it. Hell, I don't see it right now with Kevin Love. I, I just I just don't see it, man. Boston's a lot better than they are. Toronto's better yeah. than, uh, than they are. Miami, I think, is right behind him as the fourth seed. They're playing pretty uh-huh. well. Um, you know, and, and, and there's that team in Milwaukee. If they get their shit together from the coaching standpoint, they got the talent. They got the horses. Um, but, hell, even if the Cavaliers find them somehow let them this, themselves out of the East, they're not being Golden State or Houston in the finals. It's no. not sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not beating them. So, look, if I was LeBron, I'd like to take it all in. If I win my options at the end of the season, but I, I don't I don't see him getting to the, to get into the championship, to the, I mean, sorry, to the NBA finals. Because I I don't see I don't see him getting past the second round in the East. I don't see him getting past Toronto. The way things are set up now, right now. Then the way um, the way the East is looking, right? So yep. three games separate them, Cleveland, who is in third place, from Milwaukee, who is in eighth place. But when we look at those mm-hmm. teams in those five slots, you got Cleveland in disarray. You got Miami, who's playing well, but mm-hmm. you know I I I I I'm still trying to figure out how good this team really is. Behind Miami is Washington, 
Washington is in turmoil. They're going through some things. They can't beat bad yeah, teams. And, you know, there's, there's a, a mild risk or, or whether or not there's a problem with that backcourt again. Then you got, um, after them, is Detroit, right? Yeah. Number six spot. Detroit well, is once again like, like Miami. Uh, Detroit's from the outside looking in. Detroit's from the outside looking oh, in. I think it's Indiana. And then, okay. uh, and then Philly, I think. Milwaukee Philly. And Philly. You know, Philly is a, a, a young gun squad who they've been playing well this year. But once again, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out who they are. And then Milwaukee. They fired their coach on Twitter. <laughs> and the best player on the yep. team doesn't even know it. So, once again, they're going through some things. So, there's a possibility that they, well, they get through the first round, of course. But the second round, it's going to be one of those situations, man, where it's going to take an epic turnaround. Not saying that this team isn't, isn't capable of doing it because of who is leading this team, the LeBron right. James, but if they if they stumble throughout the rest of the year, the way that they look right now, yeah, it's going to be a long off season with this team and with them trying to figure out what they're going to do come next year. Because I got a strange feeling uh, that entire team is not going to look the same next year. There's going to be some guys uh, that we that we're accustomed to seeing now that won't be there mm-hmm. come October next year. Well, uh, October this year, actually. Yeah. So we'll see, man. We'll see. It's crazy time in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, hey, man. Hey, man. Thanks a lot for joining me. Thanks thanks for hanging in there, coming in a, a day later after doing all these technical difficulties. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Oh, no, thanks. Hey. Right. Peace. Have a good one, bro. That's my guy. You too. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, check out the Wayne Hash on uh, again on Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as Sports Blog, the, the yard slash HBC Sports, the rest of all things HBC Sports. Yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on in Cleveland. It's a hot mess, but it's entertaining as hell, that's for sure. But anyway, thank y'all for tuning in to the Clown Hour. This is Scott Burks, your host with the most. Down and off. Peace out. Oh six. Good night. <laughs>